everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 429 for the week of June 9, 2017. It's time for E3 Hype Train! Hype! Come on, everybody! No, we're not the A4 Play Podcast. We don't get to do that. Um, how's everybody doing? Are you excited for E3? I am ecstatic. Now that I've blown out your earballs. See, I can't use my sarcastic E3 prediction answer now. They announced a new Bubsy game. Ah! You must be excited. I actually kind of am, because the game is being made by the people that did the Gianna Sisters game, and it looks kind of cool. Nice. Oh, Bubsy. What are they calling it? Bubsy 40? Bubsy VR? Um... Bubsy, the Woolly Strike Backer, the Return of the Woolies, or something. Ah. Uh, Kotaku's, are... Kotaku's article. Nobody wanted this, the... but Bubsy's coming back. <laughs> yeah, people are salty about it. Why like, are they why salty? Are we getting a new, why are we getting a new Bubsy, but we haven't had a Klonoanite game in 10 years? Mm. You know, that kind of thing. I want to know why Bubsy wears a shirt, but no pants. Uh, that's just Donald Duck Disney stuff there. Yeah, well, we are in a modern age where we can question these things. <clears throat> question all pants. Question the pants or lack thereof. <laughs> uh, are you questioning the lack of pants or do you just want the shirt to go away? I'm not sure what I want. I just want to understand. Become so emirated. Mm. <laughs> Is that what it would happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's rule 34 of that somewhere. I'm sure it's already out there of the new game even. Yeah. Mhm. Well, with that happy thought, what have you been playing this week, Kelly? I finished Persona 5 last week and the ending definitely gave Woo! me feels. Isn't that a good ending? Um, it's long. Yeah, I mean, w- without getting too spoilery, it reminded me of how I used to be with my friends back in high school, and mm-hmm. that kind of got me choked up quite Aww. a bit, because, you know, my little group was pretty close. Nice. And that final boss was pretty challenging, even on easy. Mm-hmm. It was probably the most challenging final boss I've faced in a while. Sure it took a while. To some of the- yeah, oh yeah, it was a huge fight and you really had to kind of plan out what you was doing and stuff kept coming back and Swiss Army their status boss. effects. And... <laughs> but man, the rest of the year has got some pretty stiff competition to top that game this year. That was, that game was amazing. It's probably my new favorite game in the series now. It's pretty good. So I finished that, and then I'm glad. Wait, and I have a question. Yeah. Yes. Are you going because um, you're saying the rest of the year? Are you going to dig into any of the other like five star games that have already come out this year? Well, I've already finished Breath of the Wild. So that means you got to jump haven't... on Horizon. See, I wasn't that interested in Horizon, although uh, I've, I mean, I've, no. heard, I've no. heard good good things about it, but it's kind of just not on my radar. What else is up there, Pascal, that she should be looking at? Mm, no, that's actually the only one I played, but I think... Um, am I going to call it... Do we go near as well, or what? Yeah, well, I was thinking of the other one. What's the other one? Neo? 
Oh, Neo. Oh, yeah. Or I, I get them confused because there's their Neo names. and Nier. <laughs> I, I, Neo, I think, is the ancient yes. Japanese. Ne- Neo is the Neo is the Dark Souls one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I don't do Dark Souls. <laughs> and Nier is oh. the actiony shooter. Well, not a, I don't mm. even know if they're they're shooting stuff in it, but it's weird. I don't know what's going on in Nier. Did they both that, get good reviews? I'm sure yeah, Neo they did. did. I, I, they both Nier, got I don't good, remember. Yeah, Nier got good reviews. Yeah. Yeah, Nier was kind of off my radar because I haven't played the first game. I've heard good things about both games, but neither of them were really top of mind. Hmm. That's fair. It's been a good year so far. I've only played one of those games, but I mean, that's, you know, that's saying all those games, that's saying something. I'd love to get through them all, but I can't get through anything. I'm terrible. I haven't even, I have not, well, I guess we finished Persona 5 together. <laughs> Magikarp. <laughs> Well, I'm playing it right now. Yeah. So Right. That's the problem. See, I kinda I kinda fell off Magic Carp this week. It is very repetitive, isn't it? Yeah. It, it kinda is. Hook hook you. It didn't hook us, no. It didn't keep we, it didn't keep us know. on the line. <laughs> yeah. No, I can do this uh, fish uh, pun. Yeah. Part of part of it is because <laughs> um I was playing Magikarp while I was playing uh, Persona 5, you know, just doing the auto battle. And while the auto battle was playing out, that's when I would, you know, do my training and stuff like that. And because, <laughs> yeah, I know that's multitasking for real. All right. Well, now you got to play Fire Emblem and do auto battles in that and do your Magikarp. Um, I am going to hold off on Fire Emblem <gasps> for just a little bit. Why? Because I've, I've got a business trip I've got to do in a week or two. And for me, strategy RPGs are what I like to play when I'm traveling. But you haven't finished Sim Mikami for Apocalypse, have you? No, I haven't finished. So finished that's what that you can either. do while traveling. In my mind, that's your travel game forever now. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Something about a strat- good strategy RPG will just kind of kill time in a plane and in a layover away, or if I'm in a car, like. When my husband and I drove to Dallas several months ago, or a couple of years ago, I played through Project Cross Zone. Ah. And that just like melted the time away. And it seemed like I only got through two battles because those battles in that game are huge. They take a long time, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, strategy RPGs are just what I love to play on road trips or when I'm out on the go. So I put... uh, Fire Emblem aside for right now, and I picked back up E6. Okay. Ark of Napishtum. Ark of Napishtum. Nef- it's a magic card thing. Oh, it's Napishtum. Ark, oh. Ark of Nepotism. Ah, okay. Nepotism, yeah. Yes. And <clears throat> I'm playing it on my PSP. This game is very clunky compared to some of the remakes. Which PSP? And... Go or a regular? Just a regular. Or 2000. My, yeah, no, my my old school one thousand. Oh, jeez. Yeah, my man, this thing feels like a brick when you're used to your <laughs> when you're used to your three DS and yeah, your Vita. It's huge. I feel like I could kill somebody with this thing. Ugh. All right, but yes, that's what I've been playing it on this game. I mean, the story has been good as most of these games are, but the they didn't really refine the combat very well in this one. You're not going to bring your virtual boy into the car on road trips? If I had one, even if I had one, probably not. 
Hmm. I think you should. And use it while driving. And let's get an overlay of the road in there. It'll be great. Plus, the only virtual board game I would want is Jack Brothers, and that one is, like, stupid expensive. Yeah. If you're familiar Uh, with Jack Brothers at all. uh, No, I'm not familiar with it, but I'm not surprised Um, that a virtual board game would be expensive. Jack Brothers is one of the is the only game from Atlas that has stars Jack Frost as a playable it's character. It's a Jack it. Frost game? Yeah, it's uh I think it's kind of a dungeon crawler. Oh my gosh. Wait, Atlas only made one game starring Jack Frost? Yeah, as he's com- just a summonable demon to, and everything. So As opposed to li- the litany of other games that star Jack Frost. Yeah. How could they? Yeah, it's a, it's a spin-off title with Jack Frost pyro jack and jack ripper as playable characters and it's kind of a dungeon crawler way to drop the ball and it's one of the most expensive it's probably the most expensive virtual game because it had an extremely low print run wow i don't remember that spell there's a spell in persona 3 where you can summon both jack frost and the jack lantern to do stuff together. Weird. It costs 200 oh, wow. MP. <laughs> I don't remember that spell either, and I played Persona 3. You need two Personas with Jack in their names. So Pyro Jack and Jack Frost. In, uh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Well, between talking about the Virtual Boy and Bubsy, we have gone full 90s. And don't forget Harvester. Yes. What? But we haven't talked about that yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. Wait, how did you not hear that? Were you gone earlier? No, I was here earlier, but I don't know what it is and why it's relevant. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Magikarp. <sighs> Magikarp. And I'm glad Anna's not here because the last thing I played, I'm kind of cheating on her because I'm playing Stardew Valley. Ah, uh, Stardew Valley. How are you liking it? Well, as you know, I'm a huge Harvest Moon fan, and you ever drive another car when you're used to your car and everything is off, but you still know how to drive the car? That's what Stardew Valley has been like for me. It is so much like Harvest Moon that I'm surprised that Natsume never sent them the the mini legal action that's how similar it is but then there are things that are different because there is a very robust crafting system and i you know i played the first two seasons of like i would any other harvest moon game and you know i'm not making very much money and i'm not making very much progress and then i start kind of looking up yeah and then I start kind of looking up YouTube videos and seeing, you know, all these money-making tips, all, seeing all these things that you can do to kind of make things easier on you. And I'm like, wow, I should have been doing this stuff from the beginning and not playing this like a Harvest Moon game. So pro tip, if you're a Harvest Moon fan, don't play Stardew Valley like it's Harvest Moon because while it's very similar, it's also quite different. I hope all of that made sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, similar and different. Yes. <laughs> That's why I use the car analogy. Nice. But my God, that game is so much fun. Yeah. 
That's what I hear. That's one of those that's one of those games that's like I cannot wait to get done with work so that I can hop on and I'm surprised I've gotten any sleep at all because I've been playing it till like midnight. <sighs> and and How having far to make you? myself I'm I just started winter of the first year. Have you saved the community center yet or are you going corporate? No, no, I'm trying to save the community center. Screw that corporation. <laughs> I never hear people who are going corporate. <laughs> you get locked out of a lot of stuff if you go corporate. Oh, do you? Okay. I figured yeah. there'd be an equal amount of stuff on either side, but I guess I not. mean, suppo- supposedly it's easier to get some of the perks if you go corporate because mm-hmm. um, you have to gather items to restore the community center, and it's kind of like Animal Crossing where it's a, a year-long endeavor. There are things that you can only get in spring, and there's things you can only get, you know there's things you can only get in certain seasons. So you've really got to plan out your how you're going to unlock everything. And like right now, in order to unlock the greenhouse, I need to get five different quality crops from every season. Well, because I didn't know about this community center thing until I read about it, I pretty much missed out on all the spring ones. Ah. Uh. So when the next year starts, one of the first things I'm going to have to do is start kind of working towards that goal. But at the same time, restoring the community center kind of gives you an overarching goal to achieve. Unlike the Harvest Moon games where it's pretty much, you know, you just kind of farm until you get sick of farming. Right. But yeah, it's... I am pretty pleased with this game. I'm playing it on the PS4. Um, I'm almost kind of, I almost kind of wish I was playing it on the PC because there's mods you can download, but at the same time, I kind of like sitting on my couch to play games instead of being hunched over at my computer. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Yep. That's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, and you can't, um, there's a cursor and you can't just hook up a Bluetooth mouse to the PS4 because I tried that. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I mean th- that's weird because the Bluetooth mouse mouse works uh, for um, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, it does. Not... Oh, cute. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Mouse and keyboard. Oh, wow. So I uh, I I was hunched over my computer this week. I played more Final Fantasy eleven. Won't tell you about it. You already know I'm still playing Magic Harp Jump, but I'm gonna tell you where I am in it. Um, and I play it while I'm playing 11 while doing other things. I'm rank 23, and my Magikarp max level is 33. So if you're playing the game, you know what that means. Everyone else doesn't care. I played a little bit more Fire Emblem, but not much, because I got into the Path of Exile press alpha for the new expansion they're putting out, and so I, I dumped a bunch of hours into Path of Exile. <laughs> that game's really fun. Um, it is how, a, how Diablo is it? It is, very, it is Diablo 2, like out the wazoo. Um, oh wow it is very diablo 2 um it's like uh post diablo 2 blizzard decided to go one way with diablo 3 which was to condense and consolidate and basically refine the core experience of diablo to make it as streamlined as possible and just get you your fix and like boom loot 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 destroy 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 whereas path of exile decided to go the other direction make everything as complicated and crazy as possible so they have a very uh, they have a ton of systems and they're very complex and you open up the um 
<laughs> instead of allocating um, attribute points and then just clicking to boost spell levels like you do in Diablo 2, um, everything's just on kind of like a sphere grid out of Final Fantasy X, except it's huge and you can't read anything and you need to use a search menu to find the nodes that you want and they're all across the map from each other and it's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's something... <laughs> Uh, it's very so, complicated and very hard to figure out your builds ahead of time. So people spend hours figuring these things out, post them online, of course. Uh, and they do that for every game, right? But but here, it just seems like totally part of the gameplay is starting a new character and making a crazy complicated build. And then, it's, I'm not even done yet, Kelly, because your armor all has sockets in it. And you uh, you get your spells by putting these gems into sockets in your armor. And you have to find the right pieces of armor that have the right color of gems together so that you get the gems that support other gems linked together so you get the right support gems and to make your build so that's a whole thing and all the gems level up too and oh my gosh but like seriously kelly siri you're running around in there and like all the sound effects are straight up diablo 2 it is so that game and it feels good and the music's good and everything's good and it's so complicated though so i won't be able to get into end game there because i don't have that kind of time but it's really fun and you should try it if you're into diablo 2 yeah, because you hear selling me on it, and I've been curious about it. And that that sounds like a rabbit hole that you just can't crawl out of. Yeah. So what you can do is, you know, stop and and not try and be end game amazing, right? So they used to have like the multiple difficulty levels, like Diablo two, um, where you, mm-hmm. you know, normal and then do it over on Nightmare or whatever, whatever they're calling it here. But apparently they just they're changing it with this new version. So in the alpha, I didn't get far enough to to try it, but like they're going for just straight up instead of um, having you redo the same content over and over at a higher difficulty level, they're adding new acts that take you back to the earlier locations, but everything's more difficult. And so there's going to be more story and quests and you get to kind of see how everyone's been doing. Um, I wasn't able to experience that myself, but that's kind of where they're going with the game. So now instead of having four acts, they're going to have like seven or eight and, and it's all I don't know or more I, I'm, I'm kind of confused by it all but yeah so that's that is Path of Exile from what I saw um, unfortunately the press alpha got shut down on Wednesday and I lost my character so I had to start over in the public beta or the closed beta rather um, and now I'm starting my character over again but I haven't even caught up to where I was in the press alpha um, and that also means I haven't tried any of the new actual content so for any of you Path of Exile veterans I can't really expand on anything for you except that I'm going to get a, a demo at E3 where they're going to show me I assume um, the new stuff and then I can tell you more about it there um, and at least I've learned how to kind of speak Path of Exile this week so I'm prepped for that and that's where I'm at with Path of Exile it's really fun so, out of curiosity, which playstyle do you prefer? The refinement of Diablo 3 or the meta, not meta, I'm sorry, the min maxing of Path of Exile? I'm not sure yet because I'd have to get to the end to kind of figure that out. Um, I think for my. I think. It, it's hard for me to go against Blizzard's thinking on most things because they usually get it right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to think there's a good reasoning there about long-term play and the Diablo 3 style being superior for that. But I've really enjoyed what I've played <clears throat> of Path of Exile, and it's more difficult, and it's more interesting in some ways, and different. Um, and maybe, you know, both are good, and it's okay. 
We don't have to pick one or the other. See, I, w- I was curious about your thoughts about it because I have talked to people that refuse to play Diablo 3 because they don't like how streamlined it is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of don't get that line of thinking because the fun thing about Diablo 3 is that you can dive right in, you can play, you can run around, you can feel like a badass, and that's fun, and that's fine. But and I love the crap out of Diablo three. But you tell me about Path of Exile and how kind of how in depth it is. I like that experience too. Yeah, it I mean that's like what I, I was like missing in Diablo three. Is like you can't like these make these min maxi builds as easily, right? So, but at the same time, I really like how in Diablo three I'm not locked into stuff, and I think there's a mm-hmm. reasoning for not wanting to have to spend 20 hours building a new character because you clicked wrong once on your on your stat point allocations, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I see it both ways. And I, I'm a little undecided yet because I know I need to play a lot more of Path of Exile to really understand where this game sits as far as um, what I'm comparing because I'm comparing an, an end game experience of Diablo 3 like I've done everything there is to do in that game and now I'm just playing it for fun in and of itself and getting the loots I'm not at that that stage with Passive Exile so I can't really compare it but if you don't care about that phase this is also a really freaking fun game you should play it and it's f- like f- is it free? Yeah or- I think it is free to play in all the microtransactions are just cosmetic. Yeah so like there's no risk there so go see it and if you don't like it don't play it <laughs> i i just wanted your thoughts on it because i've gotten in arguments with people saying that diablo 3 is just a terrible game and stuff like that and yeah i don't find it to like be a terrible game at all but um it is interesting to, the feels are different um and again i'm comparing end game to mid game and it's and it's probably not fair but like in diablo 3 i'm just like melting monsters faces as i proceed down a hallway and here it's mm-hmm. like i have to care about every single pack of monster that spawns and like how am i going to deal with this and oh my gosh lightning enchanted is still a thing in this game so i need to really think about how that's going to affect me and stuff like that so <laughs> oh my god is the chain lightning there that insta kills you um it it hasn't insta killed me but um i have oh. seen i've come across one pack of mobs that had a guy who had like crazy like lightning thing coming out of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's chain lightning or oh, 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 or lightning enchanted. I'm so glad I missed that from Diablo 3. Because <laughs> it was such an iconic thing in Diablo 2. Is like, oh no, I can't do this quest. I need to respawn the server because I'm never going to be able to kill that boss because of all the lightning bolts coming off it. <laughs> is there monster respawning too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, that- in Path of Exile, it's actually frustrating um um it instances are spawned per zone and so when you go into a zone and then you leave that zone seven to eight minutes later it despawns that instance and so if you go back into that zone so it's not it's not like per game or per session it's like per like are you in the zone right now or not because once you leave and no one's in it for like seven or eight minutes um it's gonna clean that up and the next time you go back there it's all newly generated with and filled with monsters again so I can't tell you how hard I wanted to put my mouse through my monitor when you would get in places where there was things that spawned little creeps and then like one big one in the middle or like in the back of a cavern that would 
spot res the things that would res oh, the yeah. little thing. Oh yeah, we got necromancers in here that do stuff like that. And that's why I always put a necromancer with corpse explosion. That took care of that in a hurry. It's just a good life philosophy, I think. Exploding corpses? Necromancer with a corpse explosion. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're having fun with that. I am, and I... I'm I'm just sad I haven't had even more time to spend on it because it's been really good. Um, but I also realize that I'm starting to get to the point where I understand if I really want to get better at this, there's a lot to learn. And again, another advantage for Diablo 3 is um, I can get, I can figure out good builds just in the game. And then if you want your God tier builds, yeah, sure, that, that theory crafting's out there if you want it, but you can still figure you know, you still got a pretty easy display to figure out this is more damage than this damage, and I can do that. Here in Path of Exile, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't really understand the strategies I should go for. And it's really complicated, too, because it's like, you should probably be looking for white-quality items instead of rare items, because then you can take these orbs that you get that can upgrade white-quality items to rare items, and it'll be more likely to find a white-quality items that has all the sockets you need, so then if you upgrade it, you'll have what you need for your build, and it'll be much better than anything you're going to ever find. It's like all this weird stuff that you have to keep track of, and I don't know any of it. And so I'm not worried about it. I'm I'm literally my my strategy is type in the word fire into the search thing on the sphere grid and just go for all the s skills that augment the fire ability. And um, I know it's going to come bite me in the ass later when I come up against monsters that are like immune to fire. But for now, it's working. And it's like I'm going I'm making a witch who can burn things. And that is the extent of my build. So it's fine. And hopefully it'll work out. <laughs> I was about to ask what kind of classes are there. Uh, there's a Templar. I, I mean, I could tell you their names, but I don't understand them all yet. But, you know, there's a there's a ranged class. There's a sword using class. There's um, a holy paladin type class. There is a there is a wizard, witch, sorceress type class um, and something else that I can't remember. Probably a standard warrior. So, you know, all your basic your basic. Uh, I think there's six of them. And it seems like they've got the Diablo 2 front covered there. No necromancers. At least... No, wait, no. The witch can also do necromancy. So <laughs> if you want, instead of going for this fire build like I'm going and or other elementals, you can go for like a, a raise the dead build and have tons of minions around you all the time. Raise 30 skeletons and crash the server, huh? That's, that's right. Yeah, that's the plan. Haven't had the server crash on me, so that's good. So that is uh, that is what is it called the the fall of Oriath, and it's in closed beta now. People they've been giving out keys to people. If you're, they've got keys out for obviously for press and for content creators. So if you're a big YouTuber, you can get in, and um, that's not us. <laughs> and you can uh, also get in by having spent five hundred dollars or more on Path of Exile in the past. So those people are also getting keys, at least in theory. There's a thread of people complaining that they've done that and didn't get keys yet. So, I don't know. Drama. <laughs> I'm amazed that they can make a game that in depth and still have it be free to play and have the free to play stuff or the paid content mostly be cosmetic. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's entirely cosmetic. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. They've apparently been doing well. So, what else? Good for them. 
So that's all I've been doing. Pascal, what have you been playing? Mm, I've been continuing my Mass Effect journey very slowly. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which I like. Um, you still liking it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I, but I also like playing it at a nice slow pace. Um, because it's you know, massive RPGs like that. I, I'm finding that I, I just enjoy playing very slowly and uh, getting very in-depth with it. Like I talked about last week too, mm-hmm. um, so that's something to consider. Like in the future, I don't know if if, if reviewing those games is for me when when they come up, because then you you have to kind of try to play it fast. And man, it it sure is is enjoyable to play the way I've been playing it. Um, I don't know how far I am yet as far as like the overall story. Probably just scratching the surface still. But um, I also like in that game how it seems like the age of the. Uh, the conversation responses of like light side, dark side, or good and evil is kind of at an end because the responses in, in, yeah. in uh, Andromeda are much more uh, nuanced. There's there's more responses to choose from usually, um, but they don't and, matter. Um, they matter to me. Okay, I don't. I well, they don't seem to matter to the game much. Like they'll, they'll mm. you'll get a different reaction from the person when you say them. But as far as like long-term consequences, are, have you seen any? Um, have I probably not that I've noticed. But okay. again, I You're I'm not as far on. as yeah. maybe. But you know what? I don't know if that I would that, that that would really matter. Um, because it matters as far as painting painting a picture to me while I'm playing it, and it's building the world and the story for me while I'm playing it, and it helps me, you know play the character and interact with others the way that I want him to. So in my mind, that is the story, whether it has, you know, I, I mean, playing it for the first time through, I probably wouldn't be able to tell if it, if, if my conversation options like actually affected anything anyway, you know, who's to say that like this character that dies later in the game wouldn't have died either way. I mean, maybe right. you can tell, sometimes you can probably tell, but, um, I don't know if that really would matter to me as much as, as the trade-off that I'm getting, which is I'm I'm just enjoying the, um, the in-depth like feeling of character a lot more this in this game. So that's my my take on that conversation system. <laughs> and actually, I've been um I've been enjoying also like driving around and exploring. And I know I, I said before I really don't like that, and I didn't at first, but it's kind of growing on me in this game a little bit. Um, probably because I've gotten to a few other planets besides the first one you land on. So I've seen a little bit more of it and yeah, just overall it's, it's been a lot of fun, but at a, at a slow, like bit by bit pace. So, so I can already tell it's going to take me a long time to finish this game. I was but thinking by, about buying time, it this yeah. week. Oh, why? I thought you weren't at all. Well, cause uh, I was interested in it when it drops to $20. And this week it finally it, it hit thirty. Okay. It got to thirty um, uh-huh. on PlayStation Four on PSN. It is, it is, um, it is thirty bucks this week on sale, and so oh, I was like, okay. "Oh!" And I decided mm. I don't have time for it right now. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you wait longer, eventually there will be the uh, Game of the Year edition with the you right. know, the Ultimate yep. Edition. For the same price. Well, right now, Andromeda has the game and it has the deluxe edition. Um, 
but I didn't know that there's any DLC coming for it. Is there? Yeah, what's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anything has dropped yet. What's in the deluxe edition? And they said... I think there was news that that team is not working on a sequel or anything right now. So it is... Mm-hmm. And Kotaku... Kotaku put out this massive article this week. I don't know if you read this. You should probably read it. It's all about Mass Effect Andromeda's development um, and like how the game got to what it is. And it is intense. They did a lot of work on this article. So you should read that and and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, Is it going to make me sad? Why would it make you sad? Um, does it, I don't know, does it go into like, well, it used to be this game, but it got scaled back and changed in so many ways. Um, I haven't finished the article yet. It's really long. Oh, oh wow. I've been long. reading it on my phone while I, you know. You'll yeah. probably play the game quicker. <laughs> I don't know if it's quite that long, but it's pretty long. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll read that. They, I, I know by the time I finish the game, I'll have probably completed, you know, most of the, uh, like the ancillary stuff, the little side quests that don't seem to matter much. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least as many as I can stand before I just say, you know, screw it, I'm going for the end. <laughs> but I like taking little side trips. And, like, I, in my mind, I'm imagining, okay, there's no way. So, um, oh, well, I can't really talk about the story, but um, some of the characters, you know, they want you to, uh, part of the story is, well, go to this planet, and there's, you know, uh, an, an urgent battle that we have to intervene in, something like that. Right. And,. I, you know, and on the way there, I'll decide to go to fly to this solar system first and land on another planet and do a uh, pick up, um, you know, five, five types of ore or some, you know, something completely unimportant. But that's that's what makes it fun. And I, I'm just imagining that they're uh, the, the crewmates are back on the ship, you know, losing their mind because their people are being slaughtered in the next system over. And, <laughs> and you're what I should be doing. Rocks. <laughs> Collecting rocks and talking to people. I love it. So I've been playing some of that. Um, and then as far as like RPGs, that's it. Other than that, I've, I've been playing uh, uh, graphic adventures and visual novels and point-and-click stuff. Simple, like sit-back-and-relax type things this week. So I finally finished um, Danganronpa. Yay! What, what did I say? It would take me forever? Like weeks and weeks it would still take me? Uh, I think you did, and so I'm surprised yeah. to see it on your list this week, but you did it. Uh, I, I got tired of always talking about how I'm not <laughs> finishing and getting anywhere with it. Was so it worth it? Was, it? was um, it worth it? Was it worth it? It was good. Uh-oh. I don't know. What's the hesitance? I'm glad I'm glad Anna's not, he- Anna's not here, too. Oh, you didn't like it that much? Um, I I liked it, but I, th- I feel like she loved it, and I don't know that I'm, I'm yeah, there. Yeah, it's okay. That's That's Anna. She she likes she likes games others might think are only good, and she'll she'll think they're like amazing. So it had great um, it had really good character design, and by the time I was about halfway through with it, the characters or the ones that were still alive anyway were they even were starting to grow on me. So I really did care about the characters, and I thought that was fun. But man, it was it was so long, and. Maybe not even the longest visual novel I've ever played, but it it seemed to just get kind of redundant. I mean, it was hmm, the 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 court scenes go into such excruciating detail. I mean, every single step has to be accounted for and explained uh, over and over again. So there's you know half the time you kind of have an idea of of, of what really took place, or you might have an idea of who who done it. 
and how they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But to even get to the point where you can, where the narrative addresses that, it takes forever, and it's 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 too too much in my opinion. Okay, too details. so too much time I, on the wrong details, maybe. Yeah, but it's like I'm praising Mass Effect for it. Yeah. <laughs> for <letting> me, like, <laughs> this really uh, slow, progressing thing. <laughs> and I want to even slow it down further, and then this was too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. But there's probably people who will enjoy that. Just, Have you played it, the 3DS Phoenix rates? Uh, no. Okay. I've only played the, the, I'm curious the carryovers. To know. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I want you to get to those and and see if you think they kind of do some of the same stuff there. Okay, well, are you going to send them to me or... No, but you're oh, okay. a big boy. You can get your own game. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> I can say he can't send them to you. They're digital only. That's a good point. <laughs> that makes it easier. I have to it's send you a whole 3DS with them on there. <laughs> well, I mean, un- unless you can read Japanese. Mm. Mm, Were they no. physical in Japan? Yeah. If you send me the Japanese version, uh, my my opinion on it will will be very be very interesting. different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't understand what people love about this game so much. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> totally unreadable. The localization was really piss poor. <laughs> I'm excited about possibly seeing the the new Professor Layton game at E3 though. Uh, possibly, and then uh, mm-hmm. if you're really lucky, you can find the Professor Layton Cafe. Though I hear it's really far away from the convention center. Yeah, I was looking into that. <laughs> I'd love to find it, but if, I don't know. I'm, my travel will be limited. Oh, so you found an address because they told the no, press, right? nothing, nothing to that point yet. Oh, yeah, and that's what Anna told me. So she must know someone who knows where it is. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a mystery. All right. Uh, what if you have to solve the mystery to find the cafe? Yeah, no, that's what it that is. That is the um, idea, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> they've been, um, are they still doing it or are they already I'm, finished? I don't know, but they, they've been dropping, or they are going to drop I, hints. Yeah, that's the thing. Media. I saw an email saying that they were going to do all that, but I don't know where they're doing it. So yeah, it's because I, I don't like follow them. Hint, I think it was one hint per day for like four or five days for a week or so to let you figure out where it's going to be. All right. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that, so I had. I was just saying that ironically. I had no idea that that was actually the case. I think you have to follow them on um, Instagram and Facebook. Then they probably sent out notifications. I just emailed them directly. Hey, can you tell me where it is? And I haven't heard back yet. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, um, No, let me read you about this cafe. Once you find the cafe, you'll be able to indulge in complimentary coffee, tea, and snacks, and even order from a a Leighton-themed menu. You can also bring home exclusive souvenirs, including a 10-year anniversary coin, celebrating a decade of Leighton while enjoying a selection of Professor Leighton music tracks. So that's cool that they're doing that. It's like the sort of thing that you usually see in Japan that we don't get to see here. But um, yeah, I have to find the Leighton series... Leighton series on Twitter. See if I can give you some clues. Uh, at Leighton series. A greeting, a Just gathering in the city. It. Oh my gosh. He gives a straight up. This, is, this isn't this is a clue. This is a freaking location. <laughs> a gathering in the city of angels where new beginnings will be revealed. Where are Herschel and Catriel? And he gives like a GPS position. <laughs> like straight up latitude, longitude. Like that's not that's not a hint 
That's a come here. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, right here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what else you play? Um, I played her story. Does anybody? Know I played about that? that. Yeah, Anna and I played yeah? that. Yeah. Yep. We liked it. Yeah, I think that about sums it up. Yeah. It's a couple right, so few hours of play, it? and you kind of watch the, right. the story be unveiled, and then you get to have a debate over, you know, d- what was it this way or was it this way? And then, oh, did you debate? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we d- we don't agree necessarily. Really, I feel like there were enough clues to to prove one case over another. Mm-hmm. Is that, does people, that cross into spoiler territory? If it, we have it, yeah, right we now? would. I think it would. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, so well, you know, we can talk. Did it so. work for you? Yeah, it worked. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that the gameplay worked as well as it did. Me too. I was a little skeptical about you it. You know what some people did is they figured out how to like tag the videos with numbers and then just watch them like numerically in order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did that, that too. Oh. Um, I didn't watch them in order because by then I, I, I'd seen them already, but I did tag them in order um, just to help me kind of... I guess in my mind, put them in order better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a there's a little program uh, that you can open within the game that shows you um, sequentially where in the database you're currently watching. So you can use that to help you figure out, oh, is this clip one or clip two or clip, you know, 175. Yeah. Um, but uh, that doing all that with, with the clips and, and that gets into such, um, like, nit, nitpicky... Uh, into like a nitpicky area that by then you're you're pretty much memorizing the story already um so i don't know if you really have to watch them in order after that well i certainly didn't that's that's just more time than i wanted to spend on it but it was good i mean so you start the game and it gives you i think four or five video clips to watch with the keyword being murder because the whole the whole game exists on searching a police database for um, interview footage. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can search for footage is by typing in a keyword like murder mm-hmm. or, um, I don't know, uh, blood maybe. I know that's one I typed in a couple of times. And then you watch any video relating to that topic. So I figured, wow, if it only starts me off with five little video clips, that's not gonna, I'm not going to get very far. And before I knew it, I think, you know, three or four hours had passed by and I'd, I'd watched a hundred video clips and I was starting to get like a sense of the story. So it's really, it's really engaging for, for a couple of hours. Like I said, then it was over. Did you get them all? I I have no idea. Mm-mm. Oh, cause you, okay. We did I'm it naturally. We didn't go that. after the fact and make sure mm-hmm. we got a hundred percent of them. Cause we had plenty to understand the story and the debates. And then I went into the threads and saw what other people thought and like realized that, you know, I like the more fanciful ideas and everyone else is like, yeah, that's really dumb. It's the more realistic. Oh. <laughs> I'm dying to know what it was that you thought, but I could see why that would be not okay to talk about right now. Yep. <laughs> um, and then if you actually do get far enough or see enough of the important video clips, there is an actual ending to it that has a little, uh, I guess yep. a little twist in it. Yep. So that was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. I think there's been at least one other game. It's either it just came out or it's about to come out that uses that same approach. So we'll probably see a little bit more of it. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell me about it's it. It's going to be a thing. 
So you played another game called Harvester. Yeah. What is so this? the last one. Yeah. And I think I only played about 30 minutes of it. Are you done with so it? So Harvester? No, no. Oh, um, this but... is old. Mm-hmm. Oh, it goodness. Was, um, because I've really just been looking for short, easy games I can get into um, and then leave leave behind for a week while I go to E3. <laughs> so that kind of came up, and I've been wanting to play it forever, but I didn't have a PC available to play it on um, until just recently. So Harvester is, what well, I guess, a, a mid-90s maybe? Point-and-click adventure? Or yeah, late it looks like 90s? 96 according to the Steam date. I don't know if it's accurate. Yeah. It's one of the full-motion video, but it's really... Um, it's really known today for being really weird, odd, and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like just, I don't, I haven't, I can't speak from personal experience. I've just gotten the beginning of it, but just something is wrong with it. <laughs> you, you'll, from what I, from what I know, you'll feel like something is wrong with your, with your brain after playing it for a while. Oh boy, how exciting! It like looks a very, very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, kind of. I, I was gonna say like a very David, like a like a Lynchian, um, twisty. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I haven't played enough of it to really talk about it yet. But I think that's why I chose it. Just because of the reputation it has, and I've I've just been dying to find out like what it actually is like. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, it looks like garbage. But <laughs> watching a video of it, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I was I was looking through the Steam screenshots earlier, and I'm like, no, nah, mm. this isn't for me. Like, I'd like to watch somebody funny play through it, maybe, and react to it, but. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I want to talk to y'all. I want to talk to y'all. Now that we're done, right? That's not serious. I want to talk to y'all about E3. Couple things. One, I think I found where the Leighton Cafe is. Uh, <laughs> it's on. This is a really recent development. <laughs> yeah, uh, this That's is. Uh, I was one. I was wondering why he was messing around on Google Maps on the stream. I put in the I put in the coordinates, and uh, it looks like it's going to be next to the vending machines at E three. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how snacks that's going to go. <laughs> Latent themed snacks. It's like it's by the it's between the concourse hall and the and the ca- cafe. So yeah. That does- it does make sense. Put your hint coin into the snack machine to get a um, to get a to get a meal. I'm just trying to figure out, make sure I understand where that is on the inside. And yeah, I think that is what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, there's more over here. Yeah. 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 So anyway, it's 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 near there. It's going to easily be accessible to us if it's if these coordinates they gave us are real and they're not just like a clue to go somewhere else. Um, yeah. So that that'll work, I guess, but it'll be super crowded, so not for us probably. Uh, so the snack machine showed up on the GPS? No, it didn't. I'm just going off memory of where the snack machines oh. are. <laughs> Did it actually say snack machine? No. I I remember things. By the way, somebody has p- 
somebody has added a location, like a permanent business location, to the Google Maps in this area that's just labeled E3. <laughs> and they've got reviews for it. Like, this is where E3 is. And it's inside the Staples Center, apparently, which is completely inaccurate. <laughs> but yet, that's what's on the Google Maps now. How do I, how do I say this is inaccurate? Uh, claim this business. I should claim E3. It's mine. Suggest That'll be a big edit. deal for the site. Marker is placed incorrectly. Permanently closed or has never existed. Spam. Um, never existed. Let's go with that. It'd be funny if that exact location was a Pokemon Go gem. Oh, wouldn't it? But you need art there for that. So I don't know. So anyway, yeah. So it looks like uh, inside the Compass Cafe will be your Professor Layton thing. Second thing I'm going to tell you about is E3 is happening and things are happening. So e RP Gamers going to E3, uh, which is to say Pascal, me, Anna Marie, and uh, Harry. Um, that's it, right? Are all going to E3. Anna Marie's working. Harry's already, Go ahead. Harry's already there. Yeah, he's already there because he lives in L.A. Um, Pascal and me and Anna are flying out tomorrow. Uh, Pascal and Harry will probably be at the Microsoft press conference. I am arriving too late probably to be able to go, unfortunately. Uh, I don't think any of us are going to Bethesda, which is sad because we've usually been able to do that. Um, but not that sad because it doesn't matter that much. I mean, unless you want, um, turkey legs, then it, then it's good. Um, also waiting in a very long line. Another thing associated with Bethesda. Um, let's see. Oh, I've got the I've got a thing right here. So that's that's going to be Sunday at at uh, at E3 today. Later today, maybe even right now. I don't even know when it starts. There's an EA press conference. Um, oh, in about an hour and fifty minutes, EA's press conference happens. So we'll see that today. We're all seeing that on the stream. I'm very happy to experience part of E3 from the comfort of my home. Um, because I'm old and jaded and tired, um, so I don't appreciate having good things and being able to be at places in person. Uh, so tomorrow, Sunday, is Microsoft, followed by Bethesda, and then later on Sunday, somewhere, is the Devolver Digital Press Conference. I haven't found where that is. As far as I know, the Devolver Digital Conference may only exist as a concept on Twitch, but uh, that is scheduled for, for real late tomorrow. I want to say it's in the lot. It's in the lot? Uh, no, I thought they said oh, it was sorry. not going to be in the lot. Huh? Yeah. Am I confusing it with... Um, excuse me, I don't know if it's tomorrow. I'm thinking of what's hap what happening uh, during the week. Sorry. Devolver Digital uh, will be holding a press conference, but has announced no further details outside of the fact that yeah. it wouldn't be held in a parking lot across from E3. Um, I that's think that's where they're showing off a couple of games, but then yeah, they do but that. the press conference may be elsewhere. Yeah, they tend to do that. So they'll be in that... Hey, as long as you're not getting free rim jobs again this year. So, yes, that has happened in the parking lot across from E3. Um, they were doing actual <laughs> car rim upgrades. Is that on the on the GPS too? No, not on the GPS. Should, um, you should add a business to the Add a to business to it? Mm -hmm. yeah. RP Gamer, free rim jobs. RP Gamer. No, I don't want it associated that, with us. <laughs> th that's not what you want to be advertising on RP Gamer. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, but then the... The ad buys will pour in. 
So uh, that's tomorrow at E3. Um, on Monday morning at 10 a.m., and none of us, as far as I know, are going to this either, is the PC Gaming Show. And uh, Sean Day9 Plot, um, one of... I really like him. He's a he's an internet personality slash StarCraft announcer slash other things YouTube type t- dude. Uh, he'll be doing that show again for the third year in a row, this time sponsored by Intel instead of AMD. Um, and we'll see... A bunch of stuff that's already announced elsewhere, most likely, like the PC gaming show usually does. Uh, at 1 p.m. is Ubisoft. I, I don't think any of us want to go to that because uh, it's usually a literal snooze fest. Uh, 6 p.m. is Sony. I'm definitely going to be there. I don't know if anyone else was able to get in. Did we figure out more invites for Sony? I don't think so. Did you get in, Pascal? I not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, I would. That was the one um, I went to last year that I really enjoyed. Did you but get an I'm, invite last year, or did you just show up and try and no, get no in? No, no invite. I just, I, I crashed the party. Well, you can uh, do that again this year. I can, but I don't know if I, do I want to stand in line? Uh, yeah, Maybe. I mean, it'll be a very similar experience to last year, so up to you. I don't blame you mm-hmm. if you don't want to be out there. <laughs> but, yeah, as you can, it is fun, and you get food beforehand, um, though less time for food for people who have to crash the party because they make you wait forever. And then uh, you get into this big arena, and they do the press conference. And last year was like a crazy good press conference with like Final Fantasy VII and all that stuff. So um, it no, is very. Year, I, I, is... I think I was one of the last people in. I, my seat was literally like the very, very back row of the top section. Oh no! Uh, in the corner, right by the speaker, I, I might have been the last person to find oh, a no. seat last year. I know. And I nope, can. I didn't get any food It's or pretty anything. much guaranteed this year's press conference for Sony won't be better than that one. So, um, you know, from that perspective, you don't need to worry about it again, (laughs) but whatever you want to do, um, and I'll be there alone and sad. Um, actually, no, I'll probably find the PlayStation nation folks and hang out with them. Um, they're a good crowd at a Sony event. As you might imagine, they're very hyped about Sony stuff, (laughs) given the name of their site. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't know that you'll be that sad because the way I remember last year playing out, you were standing in line with us, and as soon as somebody from Sony came walking down the line saying, anybody who has the invite, go ahead, and you were like, all right, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've done so much standing in line that doing it more is painful. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo has its... Oh, wait, no. We're still doing Monday. So that's Monday. Um, it's just press conferences, and actually... Yeah. I'm just looking over all this. I wonder if we should start skipping all the press conferences. And that way we spend less on hotels. I don't know. Maybe that's dumb. Um, E3 is now a show where you could technically arrive Tuesday morning. And that would be weird, but totally feasible. Hmm. And lots of people leave, like, halfway through Thursday. Yeah. So it's... Even the presenters. Yeah, I know. Sometimes the presenters leave. Yes. I was in the middle of a presentation last year, and the guy from the company, he handed off um, the his cue cards or whatever. He was like, he turned it over to somebody else halfway through the presentation and grabbed his suitcase, which was already packed, like in the booth, and said, "All right, I gotta go to the airport." Wow. <laughs> And then somebody else finished the presentation for him. It was awesome. That is amazing. All right. So actual E3 day, day one of E3 will be Tuesday. Starts off with Nintendo at 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, 
that is streamed only. You can't attend in person. And then Nintendo's doing like eSport tournaments for like Splatoon and stuff throughout the rest of the day. Um, and then at noon starts E3. So we'll be on the show floor. We got a bunch of appointments scheduled and stuff. Um, who are we seeing on noon on Tuesday? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. We can go over it after we've, I don't have to give you all our appointment list right now. That's probably boring, but uh, yeah. Um, and that is, that is your press conferences stuff. And um, yeah. Wow. This is going to be the first year in a while that we're missing most more shows than we're going to for press conferences. Um, oh, well, that gives us time to frame our thoughts and maybe make some impression articles and put them up instead of having to worry about running around from place to place. So let's see how that goes. Uh, da, 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 da. All right. So here's what's happening at E3. I want to let you all know. All right. So first off, EA. Do you think they got any RPGs? I'm not sure. I, from what Maybe, I uh, from what I've heard, Mass no. Effect. <laughs> no, they're not doing another Mass Effect. It sounds like, at least not anytime soon. What about um, Dragon Age? No, no Dragon Age. There's some unannounced games. We don't know what they are. So those could be RPGs. Maybe. Um, do you like the Sims? They got more Sims. They've got some FIFA, some Madden, mm. some Battlefront, but nothing RPG. Uh, bah, 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 bah. a lot of Madden, a lot of mobile games. EA Sports FIFA for Nintendo Switch. Yeah? No? Okay. Nobody cares. So that's all going on today. You'll be able to see that in the, an hour and a half or so. Um, bu- 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 BioWare's new IP was originally slated to unveil at E3, but has been delayed for an unknown amount of time, and it's not clear anymore if it'll be b- debuted there. So that's one of the RPG candidates not happening, <laughs> or probably not happening. At Microsoft, do you think there'll be RPGs there? I think so. Let's see what we got here. Seems likely. Uh, they're going to show off the Scorpio. That's not an RPG, but that's a box. Um, they've got Below might show up, maybe. And that kind of is an RPG, dungeon crawly sort of thing that nobody really understands because you only see it and it's really zoomed out and it's never come out and it's always in development forever and ever. Uh, Forza 7 is not an RPG. Let's see. Some Halo stuff, maybe. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War may show up at the Microsoft conference, and we cover mm. that. So that's something. Um, we don't have an appointment for that, do we? I do. Oh, you do? Good. Thank goodness. Yep. That was, man, when I had my appointment for Middle Earth, the first one, it was amazing. I couldn't believe what I was playing. It was so fun. So I hope that that goes well for you, too. Um, all right. So let's see. Yeah, that's Microsoft. They don't know much about... I'm going off the NeoGAF thread here. Not a lot of RPG stuff on that. Bethesda has some RPGs, because they do Elder Scrolls, right? So let's see what we're going to do. Um, we're thinking they'll show... It, obviously, they'll show more about Elder Scrolls Online. Who cares? Except that one girl who was screaming nonstop last year. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Legend, the card game. Do we cover that? We should cover it. And maybe the Skyrim Switch port. Do we care about that? Do you, does any, either of you care about the Switch port of Skyrim? <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. Ooh, you gonna play that? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to. Um, being able to play in bed or lay in bed and play Skyrim. I think Seems I'm like Skyrimed a, out. Oh, Skyrimed out. I'm. See, I'm trying I've to never, imagine Skyrim without mods, and I just can't do it. I've actually never played an Elder Scrolls title. I only dabbled a little bit with uh, Skyrim on the PC. I need all my dragons to be saying things from Macho Man Randy Savage, so 
Oh yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll probably have Fallout 4 VR and maybe yet another thing for Fallout Shelter, just because they can't. They seem to love that mobile game. <laughs> um, Quake, Prey, we don't cover Dishonored. Do we cover Dishonored? Maybe some DLC for Dishonored um, if we cover I that. I don't think we do. Yeah, I don't think so either. Doom VR, another Wolfenstein. No, yeah. So that's about it. Uh, the PC gaming show, maybe an expansion pack for XCOM 2, it sounds like. So we cover that. So some XCOM 2 actions. Um, buh, 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 buh. Do we know anything else? We do. I don't think we have a review for that yet. XCOM 2? Really? The heck were we waiting for? I don't remember for? seeing one. We covered the first XCOM. Well, whatever. We should cover it, in my opinion. I bought that on on steam i think on launch day or launch week and i've not been able to play it yet you should my neither my mac nor the pc i've tried to play it on have um an up like a a high enough level operating system to run it so okay i spent 60 dollars and 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 i love the first one so i've been dying to play it and nope nothing that's no luck isn't Mm -hmm. it on consoles now though yeah but i wasn't going to spend another you know at that point (laughs) well now it'll be on dollars on it all right well, let's see. Ubisoft, um, they've got the new Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 5, The Crew 2, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. We cover that. So there we go. I'm so upset that there's no uh, appointment for that. I hope that there's a playable demo uh, this year. Why is there no appointment for that, I wonder? Hmm. I don't know. He just wasn't able to get us one, huh? Mm. All right. Uh, Mario Cross Rabbids might be there, but it might also be at Nintendo's show. We don't know how that it's going to go. Um, more Division content, so that might show up at the Ubisoft thing. So that's some RPG stuff. At least we cover it. Boop, 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 boop. Anything else? Um, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing. Sony's press conference. Let's see what we've got for RPGs here. They're going to have Days Gone. Boring to me. God of War. Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Spider-Man Gran Turismo Sport. None of those are RPGs. They're going to have a bunch of Japanese games. Or at least some big announcements regarding Japanese games. But we don't know what. So those can always be RPGs because Japan, of course, is the land of where RPGs come from, right? Is that how that works? Maybe not anymore. I don't know. <laughs> um, Horizon DLC might be at, at Sony, so that counts because we cover that. Um, NAC 2, nobody cares, so that's not an RPG. I'm not going to play NAC 2, Anna. She, she's yelling at me from the other room. She wants me to play NAC 2, and I'm like, why does she hate me? Um... Let's see, Last of Us 2, nope. So, yeah, just the only RPG I know about is some Horizon DLC at Sony. Maybe we'll see some more Final Fantasy 7. Are you saying Last of Us 2 is on there? Last of Us 2? Probably not. And no, I'm not saying that's an RPG. Why? No, was it on the uh, on the docket? Um, no, this, this thing mm-hmm. I'm reading suggests don't expect it because it's probably a 2019 title. I was hoping for some Final Fantasy VII. Um, me too, but I don't know. Only because I don't know where else what else Square would show and where they would show it. So mm. if not... Uh, and I'm sorry, Square's Japan stuff. I don't know what else they would show from Square Japan and what, where else they would show it. Um, Square, the rest of the world, would we see another Tomb Raider be unveiled? I don't know. That's not RPG, so who cares? Um, they, they're divesting themselves of Hitman, so that's out. <laughs> 
Yeah. I guess it'll be a few more years before anything comes out about Death Stranding. Or Death uh, Stranding, whatever I, it's called. I mean, Sony's the show where that would be at, but is that an RPG? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So, Survi- probably Survival really Horror is what I would think. Yeah. Let's see. Nintendo. Any RPGs here? Super Mario Odyssey, Arms, and Splatoon 2. No, no, and no. Maybe some Breath of the Wild DLC? Does that count? Yeah. Um, Xenoblade 2, of course. That should be... That'll probably be shown. Oh, it got delayed? Anna says it got... Rumored to be delayed. Oh, so maybe no Xenoblade 2. Fire Emblem Warriors? Yeah, probably that. And Fire Emblem Switch? Probably not. Because they're too early on. The, the actual full-on Fire Emblem game for the Switch? Probably too early to show anything. Um, Smash Brothers isn't an RPG. Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon was already announced. Actually, no Pokemon stuff because they just had a Pokemon Direct, right? So, yeah. Do-do-do-do. Monster Hunter Generations Generation Switch. Maybe. So in Japan, they announced a Switch version of Monster Hunter Generations or Monster Hunter Double Cross. So <laughs> in the U.S., people are calling it Generations Generations because in Japan it's Double Cross because the first one was just X and now or Cross and now Double Cross. So in the U.S., since the first one was Generations, the second one must be Generations Generations. Um, <laughs> so will we see Generations Generations Switch version? Maybe this would be the place to announce that yeah, we're bringing out that upgraded Monster Hunter and it'll be on the Switch uh, in the U.S. Uh, that would be a good place to do it, but who knows? They may not. Uh, people are really hoping for a new retro game, like a Metroid Prime or something. But is that? do we cover those? I don't think so. I thought we did. In the, you're right. We probably should. Not Metroid Prime. Yeah, you're right. It's not an RPG. All right. Well, forget it. <laughs> as, as Oliver Motok once told us, there is no exploration in Metroid. So... <laughs> Oh, old memes. All right. No more Heroes 3. No. Oh, Shin Megami Tensei new project might be shown because that's a Switch thing, but who knows? It depends how far along they are in development. And I think that's kind of it. Maybe we'll see the SNES Classic, do you think? Maybe not. Yeah. I don't. So, guys, I I gotta tell you, going through like the major presentation lineups, I'm kind of sad about RPGs. It's a little light on RPGs. I know we have a bunch of appointments for them, um, mm. but the reason I'm not reading them to you right now is that a number of these are listed as like don't talk about them before the show. So I don't want to accidentally say things that we're not supposed to mention. Um, but I know we're seeing a number of RPGs. So, um, oh, here Xseed's lineup is out now, so I can act, at least acknowledge that Zway. The Ilvard Insurrection, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, Senran Kagura Pebble Beach or Peach Beach Splash, and Fate Extella the Umbral Star. Most of those sound like games we cover, so that's something. Uh, yeah. So all right. So that's what you have to look forward to, <laughs> so to speak. And we're gonna put up lots of impressions, or at least we're gonna try to, right, Pascal? Yeah, I think we are. Throughout the oh, week, we have right? A ton of- we have a ton of appointments. I, mean, I feel like we have more than we, from my perspective, more than last year. I should find the old sheet and compare. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so that'll be E3, and we'll be back next week to have a kind of recap show where we're going to be exhausted and be like, oh, here's what we saw. Uh, we'll see where that goes. 
Um, but let's do news. All right, here's the news going into E3 week. All right. Vanillaware. 13 Sentinels Igus Rim. So have you heard this one? You heard this one? No. Okay. It's being I developed. heard it. I didn't see any screenshots. It's being directed by the guy who directed uh, or worked on Dragon's Crown and Odin's Fear. And it's from Vanillaware. It'll be for PS4 and Vita. No release date. Um, and it's going to be localized, though. So it's uh, so that's a good thing to confirm. That's 13 Sentinels. Um, Koei Tecmo is releasing Gust's Blue Reflection in North America and Europe. And actually, so we had the story about Vanillaware's Atlas title. Did we have the story about the other three? Oh, we do. Okay, sorry. I'll get to them. All right. Koei Tecmo is releasing Gust's Blue Reflection in North America and Europe. It'll be out for PS4 North America and for PC Worldwide on September 26th. And the European PS4 release is September 29th. Uh, This is a new IP from the Atelier people and the Night of Azure people at Files Hinako who... Flights as a reflector after being told doing so would allow the injured foot that curtailed her dancing aspirations to heal. I don't know what any of that's about, but um, that blue reflection and this must be anime as heck. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, it even takes place at their school kids. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was announced. So there was a Pokemon Direct. They announced uh, the the ultra sun and ultra moon which are like new stories apparently so it's like kind of like black and white too so here's ultra sun and ultra moon so you get to go back to the same region same engine and have a whole new pokemon eventual carly are you excited um when nintendo actually says something about this i probably will be um there's been a lot of back and forth as to whether or not this is going to be like black black two or white two or if it's just going to be like the emerald platinum crystal they they said in the direct that it's a it is um an alternate story so that yeah, in my mind hearing, that tells me that it's it's new like i hope so i keep hearing every time i open up a news story it seems it's like one thing is saying that it's one thing and the other thing is saying that it's the other yeah, so you know why I want... that is everyone copy and pastes from other news sites so if one person gets it right. wrong so i'm going off of what the direct said because that's from nintendo itself and based on what the direct says i think we have reason to be optimistic that it's a different story so if you wanted a new single player experience i think you're going to get that here um, other than that, even if it is the same story, they're going to have new Pokemon that weren't in the first one and, and other game, other Pokemon from the series. So we'll be showing up in that game and I assume there'll be some new Alolan forms and they'll show us those later and all that sort of stuff. So November 17th for that, um, worldwide, right? Um, yeah. Worldwide. Except Korea. Okay. I don't know what's up with Korea, but there you go. Uh, it'll be on 3DS. They announced Pokemon Gold and Silver coming to Virtual Console on September 22nd. And you can do all the wireless trading and stuff to to do link battle and trading. So you can connect to Pokemon Blue and Red and all this sort of stuff. Um, but and, no, no Crystal. No Crystal, which I thought was weird. Oh, Gold, Silver, but no Crystal. That is weird. Yeah. They'll do it later. <laughs> Why put it out now when you can put it out later and get even more money? Well, I just found it weird that they did Yellow along with... Uh, oh they did didn't they yeah i wonder why that is Hmm. and crystal's kind of the superior version of the three because you can get um 
Suicune without having to hunt them down. But I want I want Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which are already DS games. But whatever. <laughs> um, let's see. Atlas announced. Oh wait, no, there was one more piece of Pokemon news that's not in here. Pokémon is coming to the Switch, so your fight, get your Pokemon fighting game stuff on on the Switch. That's yeah. I think also September. And they're making that yeah. that po- weird controller, Pokémon. Yeah. Pokemon Tekken. Pokemon Tekken, yeah. Yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, all right. So there's more Atlas stuff going on. They announced three more games coming to North America. Etrian Odyssey 5 in fall of 2017. Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology early 2018. And Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux early 2018. So Yay! All three of those finally confirmed. I pre-ordered all three of these. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Square Enix has announced. Well, I was, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was really concerned where Etrian Odyssey Five was because I hadn't heard anything about yeah. it. No, I think I remember you saying that, and yeah, but now it's happening, so you can be happy, and it's coming this Yay. fall, so not that long. Square Enix announced a new Dissidia game, or is it an old Dissidia game that's been out for a while and it's finally coming out here? I'm really confused on this. Is this just that I big think, arcade one and this yeah, is finally the console version? One. Okay. Because it's called Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. It's coming to PS4. Um, you get to take... Um, the big thing is you have teams that you're controlling, right? So you have like three-person teams that are on your side and you're fighting against, I assume, other three-person teams. And there's chaos and order and lots of Final Fantasy characters, including people from 14. And there's summons and all that sort of stuff. And you go watch a video on their site of it and and you can try and understand what's going on. And maybe you will because I don't. Um, But you can do lots of jack shots (laughs) with Titus. So there you go. (laughs) Lots of them. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know Team Ninja did this game. Team Ninja did it? Yeah. It was in the trailer. Team Ninja. Oh, is it from... Wait, what? Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo did Dissidia? Oh, they did. Yeah. This one, at least. Okay, there you go. So... This trailer was pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully it's not another other M. Um, <laughs> let's see. Vampire is coming out in November, and I swear I didn't know anything about this game before this week. Did Did we talk about this in the past or something, and I just forgot... Um, it's from Don't Nod Entertainment, and it's called Vampire. Vampire. V a m p y r. Takes place Vampire in 1918. Probably right. Okay, so it takes place in 1918 during the Spanish flu outbreak. You're a doctor, and you're you're supposed to try and help people who are sick with the flu, but also you're cursed to be a vampire, and you need to feed off them. So now you're at odds, and I don't know how that's going to go. I assume that's your morality system, kill or save, but I don't know. In London, don't forget. It's in London, yes. I don't think. Yeah, this the news story we had this week is the first time I've heard of it. But anything uh, vampire related, I I am interested. It's at E three. I think we have an appointment. If not, we'll walk over and just try it out. So, it's Focus Home Interactive is publishing this one, I believe. Yeah, looks interesting. It, it could be good. So we'll we'll look into it. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance is that really intense, realistic, um, medieval 
game set like in a realistically rendered part of Europe, um, the modern day Czech Republic, um, with like the really realistic fighting and armor systems and all that stuff. It's finally got a release date. Um, this thing was kickstarted. It's been in development for a while. I've seen it at n- a number of like E3s and PAXs. Um, it's finally coming out February 13th in North America and Europe. And they've got a story trailer now, so we actually get a good sense of the story. You're finally, you are Henry, the son of a blacksmith, and following the death of Charles IV, the kingdom's got corruption and discord, and you need to go like deal with things. So you're going to join Lord Radzig Kobia, seeking to end the civil strife and get revenge on those responsible for the attacks. And I'm sure things will go crazy from there. So you can watch the trailer right now, see if it's interesting. Um, it game looks nice, so we'll see how that goes. Um, if I recall correctly, this this has this is a very slow paced game where um, you're going to do a lot of things like role playing as a monk for a week in the game in order to achieve your goals and stuff like that. So, <laughs> express lots of weird stuff going on there. Uh, all right, and of course E3, all of our E3 stuff you can um, you can bookmark the E3 page rpgamer.com slash events slash e3-2017 um, and there's a big button on the front page that'll take you there um, or at least there will be uh, next week and there's a link on the sidebar and so you can get there and keep up on all our impressions as we get them in and all the news stories and all the media updates so we've already got stuff showing up on there because we consider all this pre-e3 stuff to be e3 stuff so there you go and now I'm going to let you know about some reviews that hit. Harvest Moon Skytree Village has a review. You can go look at why uh, Sam did not like it very much. Um, Akiba's Beat got a review, which Anna Marie has been playing this week, and she told me she is not really feeling it. And apparently Adrian also didn't feel it. Gave it a two and a half out of five. We've got a Viking Wolves of Midgar review, and you could see why Pascal wasn't really feeling it. Wow, you didn't like that, huh? Um, not overly. I think we talked... Did we talk about it already? I don't know. It was, yes. This is a Diablo-like, um, right? But you didn't like it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Well. It's, um, it, it just seemed maybe a little bit too basic. Okay. <laughs> it looked nice. Go it play, looks nice. Go play Path of Exile, is what I would recommend. <laughs> and, um, I think Anna Marie also didn't like it. She didn't play it. She did not play Viking. I can tell you that much. I feel like somebody. It's way too dark uh, of a game. When we for talked her. about it, chimed in and, and and mentioned that they played it for a few minutes. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm remembering the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Disregard. Mike Menke reviewed Fire Emblem Echoes, gave it a three and a half out of five, which seems low for a Fire Emblem game. But you could see what he thought. So he does think it's good. So don't get too mad at him. Go read his review. See why it, what kept it from perfection. And E's Memory of Celseta has a review up. And that is written by Mike Menke as well, and he liked that. He liked that more than Fire Emblem. And ease that means Ke- that's Kelly. You like those games? That that's my jam. That's your jam. It's a second opinion. I don't know what the first review was, but uh, this one he liked it. And add one more to that. Okay. Um, it, it's it's being proved right now, but my goal is to have it go on the site prior to going to E3. Yeah. So very very soon which is um the surge oh the surge okay the review for it and now that you've learned how to play it hopefully that made your opinion a little higher for the game 
Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers? Okay. Well, look forward to that review. (laughs) Uh, We have some brief updates. Super Dimension Neptune vs. Sega Hard Girls will be put out on PC this week. It's actually part of my uh, new release announcement, so I'll I'll, come back to that. Reign of Reflections reappears with the first trailer. Um, That's coming to PC in 2018. If you don't remember what it is, neither do I. Um, It was originally announced in 2015. It's a turn-based strategic confrontations built around a morale mechanic. Uh, they've got a very cinematic-looking trailer. Let's see if we got any gameplay in here. No, doesn't look like we do. So look forward to that, I guess, <laughs> based on the description of its battle system. <laughs> and uh, Coven and Labyrinth of L- Refrain. This is Japanese-only. They're announced Japanese-only PS4 games. Um, excuse me, the game. It's one game. Coven and Labyrinth of Refrain. It's a dungeon-crawling RPG. Only announced for Japan, September 28, 2017. Um, and and who's putting this out? Nippon Software. So it's an NIS game. So Disguise Composer and Artists are involved. And we'll see what that becomes. Uh, do we have any pictures of this? Is this a Vita game? No, it's a PlayStation 4 game. I'm sorry. I don't know why it's listed. Apparently it used to be um, a Vita game. But now it's coming to PS4. Must have been, must have been a Vita game. Now it's being ported. Yeah, that's right. This is Vita in 2016. Now it's coming out to, to PS4. No, no announcement of a U.S. release. I don't know if it's any good. But that's your Japanese news because I like to keep you informed. There is a Kickstarter update. Two Kickstarters this week. First off, Pathfinder Kingmaker. This is a computer RPG based off the Pathfinder property, which, <laughs> if you remember, it's kind of a, essentially a fork off of D&D with different uh, backstories and stuff. But uh, they're making a Pathfinder game. It's in Kickstarter. They want five hundred thousand. They're at three hundred fifty thousand, so they're probably going to hit it. They got thirty-one days to go. Doing a lot better than Project Rap, Rap Rabbit is doing. Five bucks gets you uh, a forum badge. Twenty-eight bucks or more is what will get you a copy of the game. And then if you want to go crazy, wow, they got a lot of tears. Let's see. Well, let's not look at the all gone. If you want to pledge ten thousand dollars, you get everything from the signed premium collectors tier plus everything you need to run the King. Ma- Maker Adventure Path for the RP- Pathfinder RPG in digital format. Um, blah, 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 blah. You get a forum badge. You get access to the dev forums. You get a download of the game. You get in-game items. You get a boxed edition. You get a digital art book, a digital soundtrack, a digital RPG adventure written by Chris Avalone. You get access to the beta. You get a digital game walkthrough, a printed art book. You get a cloth map. We can stop there. Isn't $10,000 <laughs> a good price for a cloth map? 120 millimeter Jabberwock miniature poster by Rain... Wa- Wayne Reynolds, who I assume is the artist for Pathfinder or something, it's signed in-game credits in the Hall of the Dead Heroes, Pathfinder RPG Core Rulebook PDF, Pathfinder RPG Bestiary PDF, Pathfinder RPG Inner Sea World Guide PDF, and a Pathfinder RPG Kingmaker Adventure. So the of the the pen and paper version of Kingmaker, I guess. Volumes one through six PDFs. There's six volumes of it. You get the Pathfinder Kingmaker t-shirt. You get exclusive dice made of a rare material, but they're not saying what that rare material is, I guess. <laughs> a 250mm limited edition statuette. A dagger of Damascus steel. You get a weapon. 
<laughs> you get your name and special message in the credits in the opening section. You get to party in Moscow with the development team. It does not mention that travel is uh, your responsibility, but I assume it is. Oh, wait, there it is. Travel expenses to Moscow are not included. Uh, you get an extremely limited personalized gold platinum ring. Why? I don't know, but you get a you get a ring and you're paying for it. A copy of every game Alcat Games makes in the next 10 years. So you better hope they really turn those games out because if they're real slow about game development, that's not a good value. <laughs> so that's what you could do if you spend $10,000 on the Kingmaker RPG thing. Um, I'm going to see if there's a tier that I'm actually interested in. But uh, they're very well, that excited. That just sounds that like a steal. They've got, they're very excited that they have Avalon working on this. And for good reason. He's a good writer. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. Games, they're looking to do 40 to 80 hours of game, depending if you do just the core story or all the side quests. Um, blah, 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 blah. And that, yeah, go look it up if you want more info. That's Kingmaker. And it looks like all the other, you know, games like this. See Baldur's Gate, Pillars of Ex- Pillars of Eternity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, this will be a PoE one because this genre is back thanks to Kickstarter. I love that. Okay, and then there's another game called Ealdor Light, and is this this is a Kickstarter as well? They want fifty thousand. They're only at ten thousand. They've got twelve, twenty five days to go. It is an RPG with roguelike step based combat, a realistic damage model, and procedural storytelling. Those are kind of dangerous things to say, um, because they don't mean anything to me. But uh, <laughs> to Okay, the video is not quite as exciting. Uh, it's very slow-looking combat, but uh, go check it out. It's very tactical, and like the directions you're facing, I think is it matters a lot, and I think that's what they mean by um, step-based combat and all that. So go check it out. Uh, that one is a buck to get your names in the credit, and then fifteen bucks to actually get the game. Or no, I'm sorry. It's $1.29 to get your games credit and $19 to get a copy of the game. Or if you want to go crazy. Wow, they have a lot of tiers too. About $3,200. Um, you receive every single reward. Your permanent character from the previous reward will be one of the Elderkind. One of those f- faded few who happened upon the Elder Light in the long ago. Blah, 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 blah. You get special mention of the credits. Three copies of the game. Three Never Light Cloaks. Early access. Three digital soundtracks. (laughs) I don't know what multiple copies of a digital thing means, but you get three of them. A digital art book, a exclusive Sword of the Second Sun, which is a purely cosmetic enhancement. enhancement, Excuse me. Two starting outfits, an Elder Light t-shirt, a weekly team steering meeting access. You get to join their calls every week and, and I guess, listen to them. I, I hope they don't let you talk. Because there's nothing worse than having your Kickstarter backers messing with your game design, right? Alpha access, numbered B- DVD box set, uh, your name and personality in the ancestor pool, name and rare in-game collectible, private Slack channel access. Oh boy, <laughs> your story is part of a quest line. Handwritten note of thanks. <laughs> they don't say this here, but I expect a handwritten note of why you're banned from the Slack channel to also accompany this at some point. Uh, you get to become a permanent character with an in-game statue and become an alderman, alder woman, whatever that means. So that's uh, Alder Light. Go check it out. See if you're interested. That's our Kickstarter stuff for the week. Time for our question of the week, which was, do you remember? I remember. Um, what's your upper limit for digital games? That's right. 
Uh, Shaman on the forum said, 40 bucks is my ceiling for physical titles, though I do like trading in games for eShop credit to bring that down if I'm really done with them. Though, I don't know how you would do that. Where do you get to do that? I don't know of a place where you can do that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Lord Goldbez says, I don't know if my upper limit is different from my limit from physical. Pretty much any game I'd be willing to pay the full 60 bucks for, I'd want the physical copy of. But if there were no physical copy, I don't think I'd necessarily rule it out. So it depends on the quality of the game. If, for whatever crazy reason, Persona 6 were digital only, I'd be willing to pay the same price as I would for physical. Most of the time, though, I don't expect much from a digital-only release. When put that into consideration, I probably wouldn't pay more than 30 bucks. Budai says, My price limit is very high if it's something I really want to play. Digital-only doesn't matter to me if I'm truly wanting to play it. For a great game like Witcher 3, $150 would still be worth it digital-only, but it's hard to know how good it is beforehand. I've paid $60 for a lot of lousy games. Jay Scarf says, well, I don't think I've ever spent more than $50 or excuse me, more than $40 for a digital only game. I'm like Budai. I can imagine situations where I would be willing to pay large amounts of money. If Ease 8 were digital only, it wouldn't bother me to spend 60 bucks on it. And if there were English version of the Crossbell Trials games, Crossbell Trails games, I would happily drop $100 to $150 on each of them. Um, I'm much more willing to spend digital money on digital only on PC as opposed to console. At least with PC, I'm fairly certain I'll be able to play them five to ten years down the road. With console, they could turn off those servers at any time, and once your console dies, goodbye games. Heck, it's been four years now, and Sony can't be bothered to put a PS1 emulator in the PS4. They don't care if those digital purchases evaporate. Like that Sony exec this week wondering why anyone would want to play old games gives a view into their corporate thinking. Um... Uh, what Jay Scarp doesn't know, and I will let him know, is that there is indications that those things don't sell all that great. So that's why they say things like that. It's because people aren't buying them. But, uh, well. Strawberry Egg says, well, I tend to be staunch about Fire Emblem on... Oh, wait, sorry. That's not what I meant to say. Uh, Strawberry Egg says, regarding the question of the week, if it's digital only in a game I really want, I'd be willing to pay 60 bucks. While I prefer physical copies, if my choices are a digital version or no game, I will go with digital version. Um, Victor says, is this excluding computer games? Because pretty much all of them have been digital only for years and years. When exactly did the era of computer games on disc end? <laughs> He's got a good point. I would say about six or seven years ago, right? Okay. Whenever Steam got popular. Yeah, you're right. If computer games count, then World of Warcraft established, I'll pay 70 bucks for a digital-only game. If we're excluding computer games, then the highest I've ever paid was 30 bucks for Unchained Blades, and it's cheaper now, um, because it was a full-length JRPG that happened to have a digital-only release in the U.S. I prefer a physical game whenever reasonably possible, partly because physical games can be resold. I usually refrain from buying digital-only games above the $15 range. The flip side is that digital-only games are dirt cheap and can be irresistibly tempting. Um, Also on Twitter, uh, at Bell... Arispocrita said up to 30 euros under normal circumstances, 40 euros max if a really good game. I like to collect the boxes, manuals, and stuff, and physical feels safer. Um, at Lulwhoop says full retail, but not special deluxe editions. A game's a game, but I want physical goods for collectibles, not digital. At Paint the Time says not buying box games at all, only digital, so that would fully depend on quality. If quality is bad, not buying the game. At Featherhoof says. Um, a company doesn't want to provide me with a case and manual so I can enjoy that lovely new case and manual smell, then 40 bucks at most. Uh, at Boo Radley says 40 bucks. At RPG Ever says 40 on 3DS, 20 on Vita. 100% because of memory card, co- 
card costs. I love that. The cost of the memory card influences how much they'll pay for the game. At Bear1297 says, I would give one of my toes for a few games that I want. I would pay full price for digital. They say it's the future. <laughs> At DanMossOP89 says, 15 to 20 because you can't resell it, and having a physical copy is so more, much more satisfying. Um, at R17L29XI. Wow, nice. How do you keep that straight? Uh, it's gonna, it's gotta be pretty special for me to spend more than 15 pounds. And even that's a push to be honest, but I'm talking Vita. So a lot of people like that $20 or less Vita price point. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, 20s tends to be my limit though. I have spent more. That's what most of us did last week too. And not just for the Vita, just in general. I mean, 20 is kind fault, of a nice you know. middle ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I buy. I like to buy full retail games, uh, digital only, just because I don't have to manage discs then. So, obviously, I have no trouble with that. <laughs> uh, just when, it, when it comes to RPGs, where RPGs tend to retain their value and many times go up in value, so that's why I prefer physical copies of them. I mean, when you walk in a store and you pick up a game, uh, a physical game, you you have something tangible that you're walking out with. And I, I feel like I would be more likely to spend more money when I'm being handed something for it. On a, if all I'm seeing is just the 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 price total add up on the on the checkout cart on, on screen for um, for digital games, I, I think I get more wary of spending the money. It's fair. Ten four. Ten four. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the, the next thing I'm going to talk about. All right. So first off, our question of the week for next week is going to be: What did you like from E3? What were you interested in from E3, or what did you hate from E3? Just what are your reactions? Excited, good, or bad? Um, I thought the question was going to be to ask Shaman where he trades in his digital games. Yeah. Also, where do you trade in your digital games? Please let us Just know. Just specific to one person. <laughs> um, you can send that in at podcast.rpgamer.com for the email, twitter.com or Facebook. Just post on our wall or something or, or reply to us. Um, and I'm sure we'll put the question of the week up at some point. Um, and of course, the forums is the best place to go. Um, forums.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section, find the show thread, and post in there about your E3 reactions. Um, I, I missed a news story, and it's this is a great one, so I want to bring it up to you. CD Projekt Red got um, they got a ransom note this week, and well, here let me just read you what they said. Um, Dear gamers, an unidentified individual or individuals have just informed us that they are in possession of a few internal files belonging to CD Projekt Red. Among them are documents connected to early designs for the upcoming game Cyberpunk 2077. A demand for ransom has been made, saying that should we not comply, the files will be released to the general public. We will not be giving in to the demands of the individual or individuals that have contacted us, which might eventually lead to the files being published online. The appropriate legal authorities will be informed about the situation. The documents are old and largely unrepresentative of the current vision of the game. Still, if you're looking forward to playing Cyberpunk 2077, it would be best for you to avoid any information not coming directly from CD Projekt Red. When the time is right, you will hear about Cyberpunk 2077 from us, officially, CD Projekt Red team. So, 
I love this idea that somebody thought that a game company is going to pay them to keep their documents from being released. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> Would you pay Kelly? Probably not. No, I wouldn't pay. Would you pay Ted Pascal? This is the age of leaks. Yeah, I know. It's like, who cares if it's leaked? I mean, the worst concern, and this is why CD Projekt probably made the note more than any other reason. It's like, yeah, there's probably going to be some spoilers in there. So let people know so they don't read the spoilers or realize that there's going to be spoilers in there and avoid it. And then, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for the official media where we ostensibly won't be spoiling you about our game before you get to play it. And, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, that's funny. Give me money or else I'm going to put out these files that I stole from you. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to give you money. Uh, coming out next week. It's E3 week, so not a lot of new releases. But uh, we got Super Dimension Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls hitting PC. We've got Final Fantasy XI Stormblood Early Access starting like at uh, the end of the week or something like that. I forget when it starts. Or does it start now? Let's see. Stormblood Early Access. Let's see. Starts... Before it's released, what, what, when, when, Friday, June sixteenth. So that starts on Friday. So coming up soon, and then on the PC we've got Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap, which was a thing that I liked that I was playing on the Switch a couple weeks ago, and I'll probably be playing more on the airplane tomorrow. So those are your releases for the week. Not much, Pascal. What are you going to play this week? <laughs> uh, also, not much. <laughs> what well, a well, again, I'm going to be. Well, actually, I'm going to be playing everything. You're going to play a ton of stuff at E3, right? Yeah. Exactly. Same story for me, though. I'll probably get in some portable gaming, though I'm not sure what. If I'm going Switch or 3DS, I have to figure that out. I'll let you know next week. Kelly, what are you playing this week? Anything? Watch the press More conferences? More Stardew Valley. More Stardew uh, yeah, Valley. I'll, All right. And Yeah, I'll be kind of paying attention to the press conferences, though. With, with no Final Fantasy VII coming Anytime soon, I'm not sure what I'm going to be excited about this year. That's fair. But tell us what it is next week. All right. And all of you tell us as well. Thanks for watching. I think that's going to do it for us. Anything else we should tell the folks about? No, I don't think so. No. All right. Cool. We'll see you next week. Until then, enjoy E3. Pay attention to our coverage. Watch all the streams. Enjoy all the crazy jokes and memes. And, uh... We'll see you in a week, post E3. Hopefully it'll be a good one. Uh, until then, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern is when we do our show. Come check us out at twitch.tv slash rpgamer uh, if you want to catch it live. Otherwise, keep subscribing to the podcast. Give us reviews. It helps us out. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and what have you at rpgamer or rpgamer, D-O-T-C-O-M on YouTube. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.